2: Vote for us at besotted.com forward slash awards. Thank you. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. and I'm chuckling to myself because uh, it's almost like cabin fever had hit us. And we couldn't stand it anymore, so we thought we decided to get out and we'll get to... We had to get out of the virtual joint and we had to get to a different joint. But we're not inside, we're sitting outside in the park. Four men sitting in a park. <laughs> 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 Talking about football is like, you know, you can see we've got absolutely potty. I'm Billy Grant and I'm sitting here in in a green area. I'm sitting here with the Chums the Dutchman, how are you doing?
4: I'm very good Billy and we are genuinely sitting in the park in case people think we're making it up Um, and it's quite surreal but I'm good, we're we're here, we're chatting I'm drinking one of Laney's Waffle and Blueberry Breakfast Stouts
2: Yeasty Boys Yeasty
4: Boys and very much enjoying seeing some real people uh, and chatting some real football stuff I'd like
2: to say that you are two metres apart as well
4: I am just over six feet apart from all of my
2: colleagues Indeed, indeed. No, no law-breaking, no going up to Durham, none of that business. We've got Laney in the house. Laney, you might have to shout from over there. How are you doing?
5: I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at six o'clock, so you're 12 o'clock. That's right. And uh, we are actually in a park. <laughs> Four middle-aged men in a park. What could possibly go wrong? That's right. But listen, I mean, it's been a...
2: Well, we, we talked last week on the... Uh, oh, we in the virtual joint. And we were sort of anticipating the start of the season and now that we've got a little bit more information are you looking a little bit excited over
5: there? I really am excited yeah I I saw the fixtures came out Um, it's a a real coincidence they were exactly the same as they were three months ago but uh, just seeing the dates was was a bit crazy you know the first first games to be on the 20th of June you know so we should have been right in the middle of uh, Euros and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit all a bit odd still, but uh, yeah, I, I am excited. And um, seeing we, we, well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, so yeah, I, 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 it's good that football's coming back,
2: it's coming back, and the Allard is back as well. How you doing, the Allard?
1: Yeah, I'm very well. Um, enjoying the park and enjoying the view, and I'm enjoying the Hamilton Brewery. Um, think it i think this has got all sorts of things like peak is it pecan pie stout or something like that
4: vanilla pecan pie imperial
1: stout there you go vanilla pecan pie imperial stout which is fab um so enjoying that and um looking forward to you know having a a catch up and we spoke last week things are a little bit clearer now probably no great surprises um but you know it's a bit more concrete now and we know exactly what we're talking about and like you know like you said that this isn't a euros there's no euros this year obviously but what we have got is is a similar amount of time taken up by probably quite a few more football matches but it, but it will give us that sort of feel. I know it's, we're going to be doing it at home, but I've done it at home lots of times before. I know you've been to the games, Bill, but this will be normal for me sitting at home at, during the summer watching football on telly. And there is
2: a lot of football on telly as well. I mean, a few days beforehand, the fixtures, the Premier League fixtures come out, and I don't, like I said, I don't normally watch Premier League football. But I just thought, well oh, you've got to have a little pee because of this Premier League. And you know, they've got some of the games on Sky, some of the games on BT, some of the games on Amazon, some of the games on Pick, which is the freeview channel, which means that they're actually free. Uh, to watch for people that haven't got any of the of the pay-for-view channels as well. And if you most of you you must have seen them. It's it, it, it absolutely ridiculous. It literally is, I think, almost like I think there's a game every single day. Like that, isn't it? It's it's it?
5: Some, some it looks like there's three games a day for a lot of those dates as well. I know there's like individual games as well. But well, it seems to be like yeah, the ability to watch three matches back to back, pretty much like binge, binge football watching. Um, you know, and I, I spoke a lot last week about just getting it done and getting it over and done with, and it, that's what that's that's what's required. But when you actually see the fixtures, it's like bloody hell. That's like that's like six. It's like that's, that's a lot of football a night. You know, that's just in the prem. You know, if, if there's if there's our games or when the playoff games come around as well it's just, it's, it's really intense so uh yeah a lot of fo- a lot of football
1: yeah because you're going to get the first round of playoff games aren't you like they're going to be because because we're not going to wait till august for the for league one and league two playoff games so you're going to get them running um and it is going to be like that like we said the world cup vibe of, of three games a day Watch.
2: well league one and
1: league two playoffs have already been
2: decided and i think they're uh not next week, the week after next. So already we're like, you know, we're into the first set or the League 2 playoffs because the League 1 hasn't decided yet because obviously, uh, unless it has been decided while we're sitting there talking now, we'll talk about League 1 in a minute because they made a a late decision, a late call on League 1. League 2 was called a little bit earlier and, uh, you know, it's called a little bit earlier so they knew that their their league is going to be... uh, so I say null and voided, but it's going to be cancelled out. But they have still got relegation and promotion and the playoffs. And like I said, to you, the playoffs are something around about the twenty-first, twenty-second of June. And uh, there's a home and away playoff, and then there's the the final, which is uh, going to be at Wembley Stadium on a, on a Monday night, actually, which is which is quite bizarre. But um, you know, just coming back to like I said, to these TV games, and all of a sudden on top of that, they've had two in the last week. And I know the people of the Sky have been looking furiously trying to work out how they can also fit in. The championship games, because they've got 30 championship games to broadcast as well. Now, I don't know how many outside broadcast vans that they've got and how much staff and everything like that. But for them, it must have been sort of quite a logistical nightmare to try and actually, you know, they're thinking at one time, thinking, oh, we'd love to have loads of f- football. And all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, my God, we have to actually deliver all this football now because there's loads of football that's got to be delivered in, in a short space of time.
4: Yeah, I'm sure they've got that all planned. Um, whether it's the highest quality of every game I'm. On- I'm yet to kind of get my head round whether it's going to look like a proper Sky performance or it's going to be the sort of red button you know, no one really knows what's going on, missing red cards and stuff type bit, I'm not sure they'll all be of the same quality but you know, clearly the Sky ones will and the reality is for us in the Championship, well the first two certainly uh, we're on Sky and I guess when we win those games and move up into second place, we can expect at least two or three more of our games to be on Sky so it may not affect us but I think overall I think the standard of those TV coverages will probably vary.
2: Possibly. And and just talking about the games, I mean, you may, I'm sure most people are listening to this will know this that obviously Brentford is the opening game, as predicted here on the Pride of West London podcast for the last couple of weeks as well, that we're going to be the opening game of the. Um, the restarting game for the for the season. Um, obviously, we were the game that was just about to be televised on Sky, the Fulham game, and then uh, the league was called to a halt. So they're reopening the league with our game against Fulham on the 20th, 12.30 kick-off on Sky TV. So that's going to be uh, an, an interesting one. And then afterwards, we're again on TV five days later. Is it five days, six days later against West Brom on the Friday night as well. So we've got two games, two very, very important games which could be, uh, well, they could actually, I say, very much define the rest of our season as to whether or not we will kick on and maybe go for uh, something a little bit bigger than uh, the playoff place which we discussed last week Uh, as as the Allard said you know all bets are off you know with this break in the season now Um, this mini Oh, mini tournament. This mini World Cup, almost as it is, with, you know, with refreshed players, with, uh, with, with with new tactics, with people just you know just coming back with a, a, a fresh look. You know, anything can happen.
1: Yeah, and I think it. You know, as Dave said last week, it probably also depends on who you're playing because there are going to be teams and players within those teams that aren't going to have anything to play for. And I, in my opinion, and I don't know if the German stuff is, is, is backing this up or not, but my, my feeling is, is that as a player, if you've got nothing to play for on the pitch, at least when you turn up normally, if the game sort of cracks off, there's a bit of an atmosphere, the crowd are there, there's a noise, you can build yourself into the game. And I'm wondering whether that's still going to happen and whether actually it who you're playing is going to really sort of be something to look for in terms of results and stuff like that and really what you want to do is play is every week play a team that really don't care
2: obviously you know but saying that you know talking about um, momentum Looking at the fixtures, I mean, it, we're talking about proper tight. We are talking Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So by the time a game's finished, you know whether or not you win or lose. Before you know it, you've got another game on the Tuesday again, and another game on the Saturday again. So that's going to benefit some teams. It might not benefit other teams, but at the end of the day, it's going to keep sort of almost like the. If you think about it, it's going to keep the adrenaline pumping, and it's going to keep it's going to keep that competition sort of kind of pumping ahead because you know over the space of a week something could change two or three times.
5: If you've got something to play for, yeah, I think there's a lot of middling clubs. That the, you know the ones that have got nothing to play for, as, as Matt kind of alluded to there. They're they're a bit like, Nuh. you know, I, for us, for me personally, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get off. Obviously, like everyone else listening to this, I'm so hoping we get off to a good start. And then you, you can't, you're wishing the days away until the next game comes around. But we're 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 in a position where we're chasing down. We we know what we need to do. Uh, the adrenaline's going to be absolutely coursing through our veins for that first game. You know, it will be for Fulham as well, and it will be for West Brom. So we've got, we have got two really, really tough games before we get into clubs that really have got less to play for. Reading, not a lot to play for. You know, they're not going to go down. They're not going to come up. Um, so it's a, it's a different kettle of fish with Reading, and there's a few of those fixtures. Against middling teams where really they're just going through the motions. So for us, I just can't see what bigger incentive there is. We're rested. Um, obviously, it's not ideal that there's no crowd there, and it's, and it's going to be kind of um, a, a situation where we have to get to grips with the, 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 the atmosphere and the circular and, and, the, and the situation. But I just think the players being Brentford and knowing how different we are to the rest of the league. I honestly think that we are we're going to we're going to absolutely reel some of these clubs in. I, th- I think West Brom and Leeds, they if they think it's all over and done with, I think they've got another thing coming. It's interesting. I was
2: listening to the Fulhamish podcast. As you know, we're chummy with the Fulhamish lads and uh, and lasses and. Uh, Oh, and as soon as that news comes of course when the fixtures come out and the skies put the fixtures in all of a sudden you get a little bit of a ping and all of a sudden you start to get your spring back in your step and you start you know listening to what's going on and reading what's going on I mean, like I said to you as you've probably is the podcast over the past couple of months I've just taken a massive back seat from things and has just been doing other things in my life which I've really really enjoyed doing you know but now the football's back on it's kind of given me a little bit of purpose to have a little listen see what's going on have a few little jokes and listen to the Fulhamish podcast what did? make me laugh was uh this was done before the before the announcement actually was made but they knew that there was they knew there was a game coming up on the 20th and they knew it's going to be pretty much against us and they started to get their excuses in very very early and i thought that's really quite interesting you know they were saying about how um you know Trying to start, you know, whether or not they start slowly, you know, they might be slow starters, and the fact that they've, you know, had a few injuries, and they would not show not sure if their injuries will be back, and they weren't sure if this will be fair and that will be fair, and whether or not the Brentford game might be a little bit too early for them, and all this kind of stuff, and I just thought, okay, that's quite cool. So they're, they they realise there's a little bit of a, you know, they realise it's not home and dry. Because at the same time, they also sort of said, you know, we were going to be third, you know, we were home and dry for third. And we knew that we we're going to get, take third place. And the question they're asking is whether or not they think they can actually take second place or whether or not still third place is the one that's on. So there's a big presumption on their part that third place is theirs. Then on the, on the other hand, they come out and they say, oh, but we're playing Brentford, and that's a bit of a problem.
4: You know what their biggest fear is? No clappers. They can <laughs> clap away at home and no one can hear it. And that's obviously what's going to drive us on play in there without that dreadful sound
2: well how do you know because you know teams are able to do whatever they can do and you never know they might have actually sort of PA system themselves right up and pipe some clappers in through the PA system which might actually kind of Drive our players mad. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> All right, just out
1: of interest, are there rules on what you can put through the PA and stuff? Are no, there any rules no, or?
2: No, I think that from what I can gather, it's up to the clubs to do what they, to, you know, to do what they want, you know, what they want to, what they can, you know, what they what they have to do. You know, I've got to get getting attacked by a bee here, which is, a, you know, <laughs> it's some sort, of hornet, some sort of bee hornet. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's Watford Hornet rather than a bee. And this is no lies. You can see the Dutchman is. <laughs> Oh, God, you know, uh, you can tell this is live and direct and probably won't get edited out. But the Dutchman is now running across the grass and whacking his umbrella, expecting some rain. Uh, but anyway, just coming back to this as well. Are there rules? Yes, there. no, there aren't any rules. So it's up to clubs what they want to do do or what they do not want to do. You've obviously heard about Brighton and Hove Albion, who's chopping the Germans in um, asking their fans if they would like to be part of the uh, at the game and the fans that say yes they pay 20 quid and then they're making these cardboard cutouts and putting the fans in the stadium. So basically they're going to have sort of kind of thousands of fans in the stadium as cardboard cutouts at Brighton. As we say the interesting thing about it is that they said that they want the fans to be there to kind of increase the experience and 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 it's an important part of creating the vibe at the game, but then they're putting them in the upper tier of the stadia because in the lower tier they're putting all the advertising hoardings on the street so that they the T V advertisers could see it. So none of the fans will be down the bottom. So I think there's a little bit of a little bit of a well a little bit, little, little bit of lying going
1: on there, you know what I'm saying? Right. But they, they did the same didn't they in Australia, rugby league, didn't they? And um and there was a I think when they zoomed in on the crowd there was a Dominic Cummins out within the crowd. <laughs> That's right. But he made his way to Sydney.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've,
1: you
5: know.
2: heard, um, I've heard a lot of clubs are putting multi-coloured seats in. <laughs> that's fabulous. No-one will actually ever do anything like that. But um, So they're doing that. And also, like I said to you, clubs are, if they want to, they can set up a PA system and they can pipe sound in, actually in and around the stadium if they want to, because they're at home. you know. Or if they decide that they don't want to, they don't have to do that as well. And also I think the sky... I'll have to sort of look into this a little bit more. Um, I don't know if they're doing it for the EFL games yet, because obviously EFL are a few days behind in their preparation. But on the on the Premier League front, they've also got a sort of multi-fan experience thing where I believe that maybe you, if you want to hear sort of kind of sound effects and noise, you can choose it. And if you don't want it, you you, could, you can get rid of it and, 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 and things like that. So that's going to be quite interesting. I mean, we talked about this before, but now it's much more it's much more prominent it's much more uh, it's coming to the fore now like I said to you I I watched the Korean game with the crowd noise and I thought it was all right. Uh, I didn't see the German when it came with the crowd noise I know some people have said they think the the crowd noise shouldn't be happening but I, I just I thought is all right.
1: So, w- when you watch the crowd noise, what did, was it the red button? If you press the red button, you got the crowd. No, noise. no, no, it
2: the, no. The crowd noise was actually in the stadium itself. Ah, right. right for the very first Korean game, and the reason why also it worked is that it was a night game, and night games have got better atmosphere than day ga- day games. So it's dark. And all they had just had is that cheering around there. And then when they scored a goal, they probably pressed another button, uh, and the cheering was, you know, the, yeah, the I, goal cheering.
1: I thought I thought I read it was it maybe for the German games. You could watch it without the crowd noise, and you could press the red button and watch it with the crowd.
2: No, this noise. This is a different thing, right. yes, and that's what I think. This is what Sky are thinking of doing.
1: Which begs which begs the question: What do you do if the game's on the red button? I,
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have there are any red button games anyway. But also on top of that, the clubs are also able to put. Sound around the PA system, so the players will also hear the noise as well if they want to.
5: Is there an orange button where you can press it and you get some liberal bloke shouting random nonsense? During uh, the game? Uh,
2: probably, pro- pro- probably not, because he's not going to be watching the games at all, from what I can hear. Anyway, uh, yeah, but then you never know; he might change his mind on that. And if he does, I'm sure you'll hear that first here on the Friday West London podcast. But listen, we're going to come back to Brentford in a minute because if you know, if we're sort of cutting edge and talking about cutting edge news. Um, I suppose the latest um, news that came out from the football today was the EFL meeting that, first of all, in effect, curtailed the Division 2 games. They just rubber-stamped it and said, right, that's it, it's all over, which meant that Stevenage get relegated, even though they might not. They might not because there's a little bit of a kind of a, a last-minute twister, isn't there? Um the lot?
1: Yeah, basically. Um, and and there, there was a theory a few weeks ago that part of the reason that this got through in League 2... Um, was that Stevenage kind of thought that they might still get away with it because Macclesfield? I think if they don't play, didn't play their players by June the first, there was potential for them to lose more points. And I think, I think they haven't paid their players from what I've, what I've read. So that, so actually, it might not be Stevenage that go down. It might be Macclesfield that goes down, and um, and that in a way would probably take away a bit of the aggro going on at the bottom there
2: yeah so you've got basically a bit of a a relegation thing going on there which is decided today you've got the promotion um as well so the teams have been promoted i can't remember who's been promoted from division two i should uh, no preparation yes the swine the swindon and uh, and a few other is it extra no no extra in the playoffs you see and then you've got the playoff games so that's all been decided in division two um, Division 1 like I said to you is a little bit up in the air it's all kicking off in Division 1 isn't it because obviously there were some teams that wanted to finish it other teams said that they don't want to finish it then there's a few teams that they thought they said they were going to carry it, finish it but then they decide they want to carry on but in the end there was a unanimous vote which said no there was uh, yeah there was a unanimous vote in the end it came late didn't it which said it's all over at Division 1 yeah,
1: yeah so basically with Division 1 based and it's been they've it would appear that they've, well, they've had a vote and they're going to call the league on average points, which means Coventry and Rotherham get promoted. The playoffs are Wickham-Oxford, Portsmouth and Fleetwood, but Peterborough dropped down and out of the playoffs and that seems to be where a lot of the noise is coming from. Um, and so
2: when you say they're out of the playoffs, so were they in the playoff zone beforehand?
1: They, as I understand it, they were in the playoff games beforehand, but they had played more games than teams that weren't. OK,
2: so... Obviously, Darren McAnthony uh, is a person who's very vocal, and he's been kicking off about this, and he's maybe he's been making some noise. The bees come back and attack me. He's making a lot of noise beforehand, saying we're not having it, and he's been really pushing for uh, for Peterborough and for the for the league to continue as it is, he, he said that he believed that the cost is going to cost the, each team about £250,000, which he said, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, isn't very much, you know, if you look at the, you know, the integrity, and basically we just need to do this, but they voted to say no. So now we have a situation where Peterborough are in Division 1 again, and uh, I mean, the thing about it is I'm just, I am just—I was thinking about this today and the fact is yeah, and I know we had a lot of beef going back with Peterborough when we were in Division 1 with them. We were ding-donging between us and them at the top and they thought they were bigger than us. And oh, There's all sorts of nonsense going on and then there's the, the whole thing about loan gate and all that kind of stuff because we were loaning players and they were just ripping us to shreds about that and then we just disappeared off and left them. So, you know, we could turn around and, and there's Swain, was it? The, the, the journalist who has given us... Um, it's Durham, you know, Adrian Durham and also Swain who was their local journalist who gave us a load, a load of grief so you could say Peterborough, no way but I have to admit, when I saw that today I just thought to myself, I was thinking oh God, you know, that's a bit I know it's a unprecedented times but if that was us and we were in 7th place or 6th or whatever it was at that time and that had happened to us I'd be absolutely screwing
4: Yeah, it's quite funny but um <laughs> but I will be clearly fuming but you can't you know you can't promote a team just because they've played more games. You know, the reason they've played more games is because they got knocked out the cups quicker and you know there's a whole load of reasons behind that. I mean if you are going to stop it, as you say in unprecedented times, you have to do points per game. I think we all agree that. You can't weight them. Everyone's agreed you can't weight the points based on who you've played and conditions. you, you know, points per game I think was the only fair way to do it. But yeah, of course, you'd be, you'd be annoyed. But, he, you know, but he, quite, he, I'd be quite annoyed if I'm Sunderland, to be honest, sitting there just one place outside. But he wanted
2: to play on. Yeah. That's the thing. He, want, he, he says, I don't, reason see, I don't see the reason why we're stopping it. Why aren't we playing on? Because well, he's
4: got to try and... He knows this is going to happen, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's known that if this gets frozen, he's dropping out of the top six. Um, so that's why he wants to play on. I think Sunderland will come out with something as well. I mean, they've been fairly silent. I mean, they've been leapfrogged as well, um, you know, because they've not played... As many games as Peter, but they're still stuck in seventh, if I remember that right. So, I, so whatever they do, someone's going to sue someone. You know, there, there is no solution that that suits everybody, and you've got to be seen to be doing, it, I guess, in the in the fairest lights. And I, I can't really see any other way other than points per game. Once you've made that decision to stop the season,
5: it, it was always it's always inevitable that the, that the owners of the clubs and the clubs themselves were only ever going to be looking after what suited them most. Um, you know, if, if if our division went to the vote, Fulham were obviously going to vote to finish the season. Leeds are obviously going to vote to finish the season. West Brom obviously going to vote to finish the season. The rest of the clubs in the playoffs obviously were going to vote not to finish the season. And the three or four below the playoff cut-off, they they've got something to play for. They're probably. Well, they want the season to carry on and everyone else wants the season to finish and no relegation. Except
2: the Barnsley chairman of course who actually wanted the season to end but to have no relegation.
5: You know of course that's what exactly what I meant you know it's exactly what I was saying. Yeah it was it was to curtail the season and there be no relegation of, cor- of course um, but then you know we are we are tied to the, uh, the Premier League and the Premier League Want to want to finish? It has to finish because of the the broadcast agreement. So uh, we we have to. We have to- <laughs> this
2: is that really bizarre we're running around it's here
5: Northampton b- bee.
2: being chased by this m- bee. <laughs> massive great big bee which is probably a sign oh, of things yeah. to some because at the, what we could say is that the bees are buzzing now so uh, we have to make sure that we keep our two metres uh, social distancing uh, apart here actually as we, we, oh, we, nice. we're running around interestingly, Rotherham, Rotherham are back They're, they are the archetypal yo-yo team aren't they Jesus
1: Christ yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I mean up and down up and down and, um, and Shidozy though yeah that's true and he had a good end he had a good sort of mid-season didn't he from what I heard he Chidozi
2: Ogbeni that playing. is who played for us and it didn't quite work out for him we thought he was a good player good raw player It course us nothing but felt that it was probably better that he developed going elsewhere
1: yeah so uh, sorry this this thing
2: is... so, um, <laughs> so, so Chidozi though yeah yeah fair, fair, fair,
4: fair play to the Yeah, well, we, we quite liked him 50 years in a you know, had a, had a bigger run than he did. But, you know, as we pointed out many times on this podcast and, and in the pub, we're, we're quite good now and you've got to be, you know, better than what you used to be to get in that team. And I'd love to see the guy get a run. He looked like he had something when he came on uh, in his cameo appearances and looked like he's promising. And, I, and I'm sure he'll do very well uh, somewhere else. But, you know, you look at the players, he's got a displace in our team, um, gives you a, an indication of the challenges he's, he's got. But you know, delighted for him that he's he's found a home and he's done well.
2: We thought that lady has solved it by killing one bee, but then after we've been attacked by another three or four, so it's not good. But anyway, this is this isn't good for radio. This. Bees, no,
1: they're, they're, they're they're very Watford, aren't they? They're Watford
5: wankers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, listen. So Watford have is, come. We're talking about. Um, Obviously, like I said, we're talking about Robin. We're talking about Coventry as well. Are back because obviously you know a bit about this because I know that you, um, your, your relative, you know, plays for Portsmouth, so he kind of knows about that. scene, And he's play, he's
1: playoff bound yet again. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't played so much this season, um, so it'd be interesting if he gets back into the into the Pompey side. Um, Coventry will be interesting, of course, because it's got one of our XBs playing for him. We had a good. Um, you know second half to the season Zane Westbrook um has played his part in that and it's, and that's great news because Zane Westbrook was always a player that I really really liked at Brentford um he was you know he there was something about zane he but he physically he never was quite was quite big enough he was sort of dancing around me with this this hornet thing um so <laughs> fair play to they' to um to commentary and I um, don't know whether they'll be playing next season of course but it will be interesting to see to see them come up it might mean we've got to go to St Andrews twice a season which is something I'm not overly looking forward to but you know there you go you know I, I thought it was sad when he left Brentford but if I was being realistic and being honest there wasn't they didn't appear to be a route for him into the first team so it's probably the best thing he could do and it's you know what what a lot of players have chosen to do in you know from the last B team that has basically broken up now and dispersed um, Zane Westbrook went before some of the others so in a, in a, in a way he's a, he, he's a step ahead of your Reese Coles and your Archibalds and, and that um, your Joe Hardys because he's actually playing first team football at Coventry and he went a bit earlier um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see him next season if he, if, if he, if he, if he stays at Coventry hopefully he will and, um, and as long as they don't beat us um, and if we do play them which we might not of course um, It'll be interesting. And there was
2: rumours as well that a few teams were going to be sniffing around him as well this season as well. I don't know whether or not that's his agent actually kind of trying to get him a better contract or if it's actually true. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair play to him. You know, he was a friend of the podcast, as we said. He uh, he, he was down, I was saying, Westwood, he was uh, he was on, did he come down the pub? He came down the pub, didn't he? yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came down the pub for one of our uh, yeah for one of our Christmas podcasts. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that he did, um, and also we we saw him when we over went out to uh, to Dundalk as well, which is a brilliant. If you haven't checked that out as well, if you want to do a little bit of back listening, just go and go into Pride of West London. Just uh, just go besotted Dundalk and just listen to that podcast when we went over to Dundalk for the B team. That was a, a really brilliant 24 hours that was.
5: know, equally, you know, we can't keep it. We can't keep every player that we kind of develop. And uh, if, if we do have to let them go, you want you want them to succeed where they do go to, because you know we know for a fact that there there is a, a sell on clause in in whatever contracts that they've signed for their next club. So the better they do, at, not at Brentford, it, it does help us as well. So you know, I, I know I know you know in an ideal world every player that we ever develop would stay at Brentford and we'd we, we'd use them, but. Our track record at the moment is incredible. It's almost like whatever we touch, is is you know is succeeding. Um, so, you know, people like Chidozie Bonnet that, that that came to us, it didn't quite work out, but he's got promotion the season. He left Brentford, um, and you know he's, he's going to be back in the Championship. So, I, I think it's really I think it's really positive. You know, I just think it 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 befits our football club that we they leave with our blessing. And we we put them in a situation where they 're going to still going to develop and thrive and and everyone 's a winner
2: everyone is a winner as well, and again we 're just shooting the breeze here we 're sitting here in the park as it is. Um, we've, the, I think the Hornets has gone literally we have been attacked by Hornets for uh, for quite a while here now but I think the Hornets have gone to bed now so I think we can continue to talk about what we're talking about about the start of the season in uh, well about 10 days time which is very very exciting as well we were talking about TV and again this is not promoting any particular um, outlet here as well it was just giving you the information the news because some people may want to go out there and watch the games as you know some of the games are on Sky 30 games are on Sky and then the, uh, there's 108 games in total and uh, the other game are going to be on iFollow so obviously the clubs uh, are going to put in, them on so uh, I think it's going to be at the cost of £10 per, um, per game uh, and we were chatting about this a little bit earlier as well because you know the, the question mark some of us have got Sky here some of us don't and there's a question mark do you rely on iFollow you know will iFollow be able to take the capacity of of like tens of thousands of people or maybe even more actually kind of logging on and trying to use their service we don't know that because it's never been tested um also quite interesting we've just seen that obviously there's a bit of a war going on looks like sky are cutting their prices and bt are cutting their prices to try and pull people in for the next few months as well so sky slashing their prices down from i don't know 48 quid to 30 or something like that quid and bt as well i mean i don't have bt but they're slashing their prices as well but interesting now's tv do this uh, tv pass as well which i've 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 never used but I've heard people do use it where you can get now TV Sky Sports for a month for about 20 quid as well. So apparently there's all these little deals going down there if you want to try and get your football fix. But just coming back to coming, let's come back to the season, that's and um I take my hood off now that the the hornets are gone so I know that I'm not gonna get stung. What are your expectations at the moment now? The Dutchman. I am going to ask you because, you know, we haven't had you in on the podcast for uh, for a few weeks and this is the first time you've come in on a sort of lockdown podcast. So it'll be interesting to hear what your thoughts are on what your views are, especially after quite a few weeks of just kind of no football at all.
4: Yeah, I've got to be honest, I haven't massively followed football. Um, I've used the opportunity to do some other stuff plus plus working. um, And I've kind of parked the Brentford thing not through any lack of interest, just with a kind of, let's see, what happens when it happens? And now that point is here, and I'm, you know, I'm massively excited, boy. I and mean, we've all gone through the, yeah, you know, we all know it's not ideal, and we all know that we'd rather it be in different circumstances. But we are where we are, and we've still got an amazing chance of either, you know, well, ultimately, of getting promotions to the Premier League, or of getting the, yeah, you know, the playoffs and having a shot at that. And you know, now it's back, and there's a date in the diary, and the fixtures have been added to your calendars, and. You know, it's, it's I'll be massively behind it in whatever shape or form. I watch it, be that you know at home or with some contrived situation with some mates somewhere, uh, not breaking any laws, of course. Uh, to watch it, you know, I, I don't want Brentford to throw away what I think is a fairly unique position we find ourselves in with you know a fantastic crop of players that yet again we will probably lose if we don't succeed. Um, we've been there before with you know with Koppel and others. Um, I don't want to throw that away and if that means going up in these circumstances then I'm going to be 100% behind it uh, and deal with whatever disappointments around last games at Griffin Park and you know not be able to see it or not seeing us finally win the playoffs. You know, I think this is about, for me, going up and um, we're in a great place to do that and I think the sort of team we've got and the sort of mentality we've got I think will stand as well in these circumstances. So yeah, I haven't been up for it until kind of today Yesterday. and now it's back and I'm counting down the same as everybody and work it out now I'm going to watch it
5: Look, looking at the, um, the the rules as well interesting although we're starting the season again um, <laughs> he has got two pits on him <laughs> um, <laughs> this, oh, this is brilliant this is better than any pay-per-view <laughs> event watching uh, Billy getting attacked by Hornets. My new favourite sport. <laughs> um, no, but uh, if, if the season finishes or they have to curtail the season, it's, it's, they said that the, the season will end on the, uh, the average points per game. So it, it's critical that we win every game front-loaded, Not not think of it as a nine-game mini-season it's one game at a time that we have to win because if the the season stops again for whatever reason we go straight to playoffs and those playoffs will be dictated by the the league table at that stage so at the moment we're fourth and we're, we're, we're outside automatic promotion but if we do get into the second place position by any way, shape or form if the season were then to finish we'd go straight up Which, you know, we have to then look at, um, you know, looking at ways of um, making sure that happens. The the league starts on the 20th. We play Fulham on the 20th. And then we
2: have um, uh, uh, West Brom on the 26th the following week. Then I believe we have uh, Reading a few days after that. By two weeks on the Saturday, we'll actually be sort of quite I think we'll be sort of quite clear as to kind of where we're, I think, where we're at. Because there'll be a lot of... um, There'll be a lot of things decided by that point, don't you
1: think, yeah,
5: the
1: Yeah, I mean, so we we know that it's, um, as you said, Fulham, then West Brom, then Reading, and then we go into... So those three games key, that gives a change for everything. That, that gives the opportunity for the league to maybe look a little bit different. You know, have we got... Are we in touch with the top two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Then it's Wigan, then it's Charlton, then it's Derby and then um, Preston, Stoke, and Barnsley. And, it, you know, it seems that... I mean, to be honest, the two you would look at that and say the two hardest games are going to be our next two games. And after that, you know, it's... Uh, all right, we're going to be playing teams that are possibly fighting against relegation. Maybe Preston sniff of the playoffs. Um, don't know about Derby, how close they'd be. So, you know, there's not a lot of teams. Barnsley might be relegated by the end of the season. So, you know, it, there's... Um, it's an interesting selection of fixtures, but the first two are the ones where we can really scramble and make a bit of ground.
2: Just flipping it back as well, um, next week's podcast, Pride of West Dot London, we are trying to pull something together, a nice little pre-season because it's not quite pre-season or season restart podcast as well we're trying to trying our hardest to pull something together it may not come off but just like i said check your socials check besotted.com and if we do following thursday because we're going to try and get back on our regular tip then the following thursday hopefully we'll have a nice Podcast with a few little juicy bits in there for you.
1: Are we, are we going to have to do like, podca- are we going to, have to do twice a week podcast, Bill, during this? Because it's bang, 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 isn't it with games? That's a
2: point we'll have to work out how we'll do this podcast. But I'm thinking that we we'll still be able to get the uh, the post match podcasts in as well. We can use, yeah, we can use the
5: technology yeah, to do know, that. We're all going to be watching it. Yeah. yeah. Zoom, so we're, we're, zoom. If you want to, if you want if you want to come, if you want to email us and come on the the post match. Uh, podcast rotor, then you know let's get some more more new faces in everyone more, you know the more the merrier every yes. pay-per-view
2: this one will be free to air i think you know what i'm saying we'll be giving it away <laughs> <laughs> probably won't we'll be, be able to give it away, away. We'll, be slashing, <laughs> we'll be slashing our prices that's right yeah we'll be, we'll be in competition with sky and pick tv you know so yeah so we'll be doing regular podcast on the thursday we'll be doing a poach mass on, 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 on a straight after the match whether or not we do a review on the Monday, actually, you know, because obviously we did the, we used to do the Love Sport as well on the Monday, which is the review podcast. Maybe we might actually have a look at doing that. And then obviously then we'll have a podcast probably on the Tuesday as well, maybe after the match as well on the Tuesday. So we're going to be quite busy. Depends
5: if we win or not, really,
2: doesn't it? That's true, actually. That's how we used to run <laughs> things before, didn't it? If we lost, there, there just happened to be sort of a silence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Like I said to you, we've been obviously taking a bit of a chill pill for the last few months, so we'll be ramping it up. Um, We're trying to get as much content as possible over the next few weeks so that you can all enjoy it. We've decided around here... You little sort of kind of camp up here. It's like you know, it's, it's like we're just, we're just missing a fire in the middle, aren't we? <laughs> a little. <laughs> which we need Yeah, actually, it's, not, it's, not it's warm. getting chilly. Yeah, it's getting it a little campfire. Good. But I mean, the allied, you're saying that it's it, uh, it's not a, it's not a monthly. It's not like a monthly or a yearly season at the moment, is it?
1: Well, no. I, I suppose the point I was making is that there's there's six points on offer every week, which. Does happen at some weeks during the season, but it's it's hardcore, isn't it? It's six points every week for four weeks, four and a half weeks, whatever it is, um, and um, and things are going to move quickly. Momentum is going to be incredibly important. Momentum is 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 way more... I think it feels more important for this running than normal because normally there might be an international break that breaks it up or there isn't a midweek game, etc. But now, it's, it's the, you know, the momentum side of things is going to be massive and you just need to get on that run and get that confidence going but you need to start early.
2: So, I mean, it, it, it's, there is actually quite a big gap between us and, and second place. And, and West Brom and Leeds, have, you know, I mean, when we we, we tweeted it last week, we said, you know, all bets are off, you know, automatic promotions back on. And they, they kind of came back and sort of laughed at us. Um, but you, you've been sort of kind of looking at the, the possible change in, in the permutations of the of the league well, table in the next week or two.
1: I think what you have to say is that, our, our, you know, we, we talk about six-pointers and how important six-pointers are. Our our two biggest six-pointers in the running are going to be against Fulham and against West Brom, which are our first two games. So they're the, they're, they're the two games where things can switch the most, I guess. Um, you might make an argument that the Preston game will be a six-pointer, but we don't know. We'll have to park that for now and have a look um, nearer the time. But but they, they feel like you know big six-pointers. If you beat Fulham and you beat West Brom, West Brom have got to play Birmingham. Um, Fulham, I think, is it? Are they against Leeds or in their in their next game? Fulham are playing play?
2: Leeds next week. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you
1: know, so, so so potentially, you know, West Brom could, if we beat West Brom, they could lose two on the spin, or they could have lost the first game and, lo- and lose another one. If we beat Fulham, they could then lose to Leeds. So things could change quite quickly, and um, you know, it, it, I, I think it's almost as if that first week is the most exciting part I, I, if we don't come out of that first week with something i think we're going to feel a bit deflated to be yeah, honest yeah
5: I, I think i think we'll know yeah, yeah. I, clearly you know if we if we then sort of 13 16 points away from where we want to be then for, then forget it we need to just like talk, you know f- concentrate on sort of um, you know locking down our, our playoff position and then like you know ho- hopefully wishing for 25th time lucky in the playoffs but uh, you know, if we're, if we're able to take maximum points in that first week, or those you know maximum points in that first three games, then really you know, I'd be more excited than watching Billy Smith with Jam down the down the park being 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 chased by Hornets. Listen,
2: guys, I tell you something as well, and going twinging and throwing as well. I know we've talked about this before, but Championship Team of the Season, which is on Sky. If you just check out the Brentford site as well, just notice they've put up the Championship Team of the Season thing because obviously we're coming back into the league and where the league should be starting again and you know you're talking about these players players like your Calvin Phillips like your Saeed Benrahma who got nominated like your Ollie Watkins as well who got nominated and Bumo my man he didn't get nominated as well but I would have loved him to be in there as well but you know we're coming against all these players but um, if you check it out uh, Brentford FC um, website they've got a little article on there with a little TV show which I helped to put together on the championship team of the season Um Pontus didn't get in there as well. It's a bit kind about that, but I think he probably got injured, so probably just fair enough as well. But like I said, to you, you show it shows you the quality. There's some good players out there in the championship at the moment now, and uh, and we're going to come, we're going to kind of get a few of them. You know, Pereira. We're going to come against him, you know, in the next week. We're going to Mitrovic playing for Fulham as well, big player, you know. How are we going to stop him? You know, as we've, we've dealt with him, you know, he, he 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 wasn't there to trouble us at all, like you know. But there's some still some really good players out there that we're going to have to deal with, like I said to So check out that little show. It's only ten minutes long, but it's uh, it's actually quite cool, and uh, you was know, it's actually quite quite pleased the way that's come out. But listen, we're sitting around here. It's getting a little bit cold. I think we're going to have to go back to our little homes but before we do that. I just want to know, any last thoughts on, uh, on the events of the last few days and just looking forward to, uh, to next week?
4: Yeah, very much looking forward to next week. Just just listen to Laney's. So I think, for me now, you, you either come top two or it's anywhere in the top six. I think for, if there's ever a, a season where it doesn't matter whether you come third, fourth, fifth or sixth, this is it. And if there's ever a season where Brentford can kind of get rid of all their playoff... Stress and blues and inherited baggage that they take into every game. This is it. This season is written for us to go up, isn't it? You know, I'm sure every team's got its own version of it's Brentford in it kind of thing, but it's Brentford in it. You know, if ever someone's going to go up through the backdoor playoffs when they can't win one for the previous 30 years, it's us and. Um, Yeah, I'm more excited than I was before this podcast. The more we start talking about it and (laughs) winding ourselves up, (laughs) and and, you know, it's almost like being in the in the globe, waiting for kickoff again. Not quite, but um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it again. It's in a a strange situation. It's something kind of familiar to look forward to, uh, in in whatever shape or form we do it. And
2: And what I'd say as well, I mean, the thing about it is that. You know, this is a strange situation. I know we keep saying president, all these things, but we have to say it. However, I think this probably kind of, because a lot of people have been, I mean, listen, fair play, everyone's got their own points of view. And listen, you know, football without fans is nothing. I completely, I utterly understand that. There's a lot of people that saying that they're not going to watch the games because there's no fans inside them and there's no point. But at the end of the day, this is out of our hands. It's out of their hands, out of everybody's hands. It's either the games happen or they don't happen. What I thought was interesting here is that, you know, I mean, I've been at home doing my own thing. Dutch, you've been doing the same thing, working, Lane, everyone. But we've all come around here as bees fans, and we've sat around here, not on Zoom or, you know, or kind of on the phone, but actually in person, sat around, you know, two metres apart, had a few little drinks and everything like that, and talking about football, and all of a sudden you could see that kind of football buzz. And it shows you how much, you know, watching football and talking football with your mates is important. So taking this scenario to... The next stage, when we see the game against Fulham, you know it's important to have your mates around you. You know we talked about this. I mean, you said this last week. I don't want to be sitting there watching it on my own. I want to be just. I just want to have my mates around me to sit down and watch it. Which is exactly the same thing that I've been thinking as well. And I think we're trying to work out how you make the best out of a inverted commas bad situation. And I think there's probably a little bit of light in the end of the tunnel here for me here sitting around there thinking the way that we've been chatting for a couple of hours. We've got a little bit of a buzz going. We're actually getting excited about the scene by talking around it about ourselves. And watching the game together in some way, whichever way we do it, around our houses in the garden, put up a canopy, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff, um, will actually be not as bad as maybe I might have thought it would have been at the beginning of this pandemic where I could not even see what the situation was going to be when we're watching the football.
4: Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, the reality is the alternative is is worse, isn't it? We, we just give up on this season. We, we all know we'd rather be there and some of the posts are just pathetic. But, you know, we, no one wants this, but this is where we are. And, you know, back to what I said earlier, this, this is a, an amazing chance for our club to get promoted and we should get behind it in whatever shape or form we can and take advantage of it uh, and get us up and worry about next year next year and like you said the, the buzz is there we'll watch the game either in person together in two sixes social media you know zoom whatever it may be um what restricted
2: you, pubs will be back next in july as well you
4: know, what's the point of not wanting us to go up now or not watching if this is your team and your club that you love why would you not watch it you know watch it with all the caveats and the kind of yeah if only but you'd watch your team and get behind, and get behind it, and, it get and enjoy it, it. and you, know, you it's, it's, it's you're not,
2: you're not talking about the liberal Nick turnaround, are you by any point
4: no i don 't ever dis Nick because he just makes me laugh so much
5: uh. so, so when the season's back up and running again are we is it okay to meet men down the park again
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know the, the rules might have changed yet again, you know, when that happens
5: my my, thought, my thoughts are you know of course it's very, it's, a, it's really odd you know n- none of us want this you know a, a dutch just touched upon there there's a lot of, there's a lot of people posturing on, on social media saying you know oh you know it's almost like football without fans not in my name and oh I can't get up for this well you know we'll we'll it goes without saying that none of us want it to be like this but there's no point in pretending that what we've got ahead of us isn't anything but really exciting you know it, it, it's not a lot of things it's not normal it's not football stand, stadiums full of jumping up and down fans uh, singing their hearts out for the lads and, and doing all the, all the things that we all love love football for. But we are we are nine nine games away from a place in the top flight for next for next year, and um, it's stuff it's the stuff that dreams are made of. We just got to make the most of a shit situation. It is a shit situation, um, and it's it's going to be weird week by week from now on. Um, but oh my God, you know you couldn't write it like this. If if there were, if there was drama and excitement, I, I don't think I don't think you could script it. You know, we, we we've all said that we're an Ozark, and God only knows what kind of gear they take before they write an episode of that. It's like anything's possible, and anything is possible between now and and the end of July. So just just savour the moment. Hope it never happens again. But you've just got to really just get behind your team and just hope for in these nine games we can, we can do something really special.
2: So this is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And uh, I've got to wrap this up here we're in the park. Everyone's left, uh, uh, it's dark and we're sitting here, no campfire in the middle. But like I said to you, I'm Billy Grant and I've had a great evening here with the chums. We've got the Dutchman.
5: We've
2: got the lady man.
5: Good evening.
2: We've got the Allards. And we're getting very excited. We've got about a week and 10 days to go as well. We've got one more podcast on Pride of West London. Wide of West. London next week, which is hopefully going to be action-packed and full of exciting things to lead us into the season restart. But as I said, haven't done this for a while, because we get very excited when we know the Bees are playing and we're here with your mates. And all you want to do is talk about your team as you say... Come on, you Bees! bees. Besotted have been shortlisted for best podcast at the Football Content Awards. Vote for us at besotted.com forward slash awards. Thank you.